I thought the scariest part of The Shining was the font. It's Flicks in That with Steve Newell. Welcome, Steve. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm pretty good. And now you had kind of quite a long weekend started on Thursday night at the Hollywood Avondale. I did. For Ty Siegel. Man, oh, what a blinder of a show. It was awesome. Then um, um, I was fortunate fortunate enough to um, be able to make it to Raglan the next night as well. Um, some hairy um, limestone road driving to get there. Um, main road in out of, in and out of Raglan's and pretty sorry. Oh, from mm. sorry. Sorry. Slip shape. Yes. So bad that they're doing a temporary road through private property. Oh, wow. Which is. Were you doing pretty. it in the dark? Nah, we did it in the morning, so okay. it wasn't too bad. But right. I, when's the last time you were on a road across private property? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm. Mm. Um, but hopefully there's enough um, uh, distance for most of us anyway between uh, now and the really unfortunate laneway cancellation that what I'm about to say next hopefully won't be too, um, too triggering of uh, cancelled shows. Talking about a potential gig here, this is something I've been watching. That's just just a couple of quotes from something I've been watching over the last few days. There was the potential of a disaster with the rain and everything. In the lead-up to the gig, two days of torrential rain had washed out Western Springs Stadium, and the manager at the time was concerned about the impact the weather would have on crowd numbers or if the gig would even be able to go ahead. These are reminiscences of a wet Easter Sunday when Bob Marley and the Whalers arrived to play. Mm -hmm. Western Springs in New Zealand, a historic 1979 concert mm. um, that sits at the epicentre of a fascinating new documentary series on TVNZ and streaming on TVNZ Plus with the awesome title, When Bob Came. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love this title so much. I think it speaks to so much of the New Zealandness that uh, pervades this, this whole six-part show. It was a big fucking deal. It was a big fucking deal. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's one of the most iconic concerts which i feel people reference as like one of the big turning or key moments in new zealand sort of popular music history like that and bowie and also maybe zep but uh, it seems like bob marley is the one that spoke to the most kiwi minds and hearts yeah absolutely look and in, in, in the words of dlt i'm um, taken from the doc, from the first episode of the doco when bob came it was kind of like some reinforcements came to help us fight the colonial miseducation Mm-hmm. When Bob came, Māori men had a role model who was speaking love and life and fight. When Bob came, it changed a lot of things in my life. Uh, yeah, we, we probably don't need to explain how much of a, a huge cultural impact uh, reggae music and Bob Marley had. That's what the show is for. You should go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, fronted by James Rolleston, which gives the series an interesting local flavour, and it's just stacked full of familiar faces, uh, Plenty of musicians, past and present, um, and uh, a DJ and reggae historian by the name of DJ Dubhead. Oh, Features oh, very, guy. very prominently yeah. in the show. Yes. Wearing a resplendent and a lovely 95 BFM cap oh, oh, during his, uh, during his <laughs> interviews. Um, he talks at one point about the, the footage from that Western Springs show. Mm. Um, you know, snippets of it have been around for ages. Um, some of it's on YouTube. Some of it's on YouTube, and exhaustive efforts been made to, to kind of polish this stuff together ready for broadcast. But as as uh, as DJ and reggae historian DJ Dubhead uh, notes, 
the footage that was shot at Western Springs where the camera turns onto the audience and sort of pans around the audience, you can see the diversity of the people there. There's university students there, there's women, there's Māori, there's Polynesian, there's Pākehā, there's the gang members at the front with afros. That's the audience that were at the concert, a cross-section of New Zealand society. Um, this series takes a, an interesting way of looking at the phenomenon of this legendary, pardon the expression, terrible pun, um, Bob Marley and the Whalers show. Across the six episodes, they sort of look at it thematically. So rather than telling you know, the story chronologically, we get a sort of scene-setting episode up front that just looks at the day of the show or sort of the maybe a bit of a, a, a macro view of what's going to happen. Um, episode two looks at the musical legacy that Marley left behind. Um, mm. Some very accurate uh, or at least um, strong hypotheses around reggae now being the main music of New Zealand. Episode three looks at the um, music of Bob Marley as a soundtrack to protest movements. Episode four is called Weed, Say No More. <laughs> Episode five, Rasta, Say No More. Um, and then uh, episode six, Cultural Pride, and looking at um, the legacy of Mali and language revitalization, um, land reclamation, and cultural pride. I must confess, I haven't made it all the way through the series. I've just seen the first two episodes, but I'm uh, absolutely loving it and can't wait to watch the rest of it. Mm. Um, it's really nice to have all of this quite foundational thinking about Mali mm. that we've seen sort of popping up in all sorts of places just collected into this one yes. one solid look at it. And as much as uh, I'd love to think that New Zealand has moved beyond thinking about how we're perceived internationally, I can't help but wonder how an international audience would um, would watch all these people talking about the huge impact that Bob Marley had on, on all the different populations of Aotearoa New Zealand mm. in the show. I mean, it's... Yeah, it obviously sounds great with everything being pulled together because it's the sort of story that just pops up every once in a while. You get little snippets of it. So it's, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm looking forward to checking out this comprehensive piece. Yeah, there's cool stuff in there like uh, the different recollections of uh, Tinga Lao Ness and his uh, son Shay Fu. Mm. Um, Tingi being, um, you know, well-versed in Mali, um, a, a very proud ticket buyer of the event. But uh, as Shay tells it, when news uh, was announced that the show was R20 um, and that people under 20 couldn't be admitted. Um, his mum uh, sussed a whole bunch of free tickets from, from the touring party and <laughs> Shay got to watch the show, little, little young Shay got to watch the show from side to stage. So these are you know, hugely formative moments that have um, uh, you know, been crucial to artists who are foundational to artists who are foundational to the artists we listen to now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A couple of texts come through on this one, Steve. What a groove that day was. There was so much dope being smoked amongst the excellent music when Bob came. What a day. And someone else is saying, as kids riding and skating around Auckland, there were two albums you used to hear blaring out of houses on the weekend, Bob Marley, Buffalo Soldier, and Sada. True history storyline is what they say. Um, well, speaking about well, think, think about the weed first of all. Mm. Tingy Ness describes crawling out of the show, yeah, from being so wasted, um, and he's like, "We weren't even smoking." Yeah, like, just just <laughs> the thing. The um, the archive the archival footage. It seems that the cameramen are very drawn to footage of people smoking what look like hand rolled cigarettes. Yes, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a tobacco sponsorship or if it's some, something else, but. Mm. Um, 
definitely. Maybe they were just getting footage for the news that night, and they were like, "Oh yeah, zoom into that." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's sell us, sell us to the cops <laughs> later. Make, a, make an extra five bucks. Um, so anyway, that show is called When Bob Came. Um, uh, you should watch it. It's on TV and Z Plus. Um, also, what you should watch is uh, Poker Face, which I talked about a little bit uh, recently, but hadn't seen it. And I've been really enjoying this um, Murder of the Week, How Catch Him detective show. So um, much in the style of Columbo, each episode commences with the setup of a murder and its execution. So we already know who the... Uh, we already know who the criminal is. Mm-hmm. We, we know the murderer, and, the, and the, each episode is really going to be about how they're going to slip up, um, how the pieces are going to fit together um, for Charlie Kale, played by Natasha Leone, um, as she figures out how, basically, how to entrap them into saying they did it or, or, or slipping up in a way that gives the game away. Um, yeah, another, another, another solid show that I'm enjoying week to week at the moment. So two good tips um, for your home viewing as the weather turns to absolute dog tucker again this weekend. Mm. I reckon um, when Bob came in poker face, we'll see you through a weekend pretty nicely. Also got another text through the Bob Marley concert. Oh, I've got a few here actually. Hang on. Um, it says the Bob Marley concert was a cloud. Hang on. Let me get back there. <laughs> the Marley concert was a cloud of weed. The show was fantastic. And also I watched Puss in Boots, <laughs> The Last Wish, under herbal influence and was whoa, so whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Look, it's not bloody 1979, mate. <laughs> According to Watch this person, it, it might Watch be. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that us, Steve? That's us. Um, go forth and uh, consume content uh, and, uh, and all refreshments that suggest themselves. That's a tagline. <laughs> Real auteurs use star wipes. That was Flicks and That on 95BFM.